0: Alright folks, welcome back. This week we're going to be talking about The Last of Us Part 2 and my very first ever playthrough that I just completed. Uh, amazing game, uh, game, get ready for it. Uh, we are going to talk about The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We're going to have a spoiler alert on that one. We also got on to talk about Star Wars, The Mighty Ducks, and The Princess Bride, and uh, really got into some interesting topics, so thanks for joining us. <laughs>
1: Hi right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Good to Game Radio. I'm your host, Tony, speaking. Vance, how you doing?
2: Hey, pretty good, pretty good, pretty good.
1: Did you just not have a vacation last week, and here you are taking another one?
2: Hey, you know what? You know, I did have a vacation, man, and, and the reality of life was just so stressful to me, I had to go on another one. <laughs> <laughs> now,
1: wasn't it wasn't your wife's birthday?
2: Yes, yes, yes. So I was surprised her in uh took her to see her uh, brothers and sisters and nieces and nephews so yeah she had fun she had fun had a good time
0: nice clean how are you doing dude i'm doing good man i uh i just had to work today and it's a different day for the podcast the normal and i'm i'm uh, i'm weird dude i'm feeling <laughs> weird
1: still trying to get also i played the... the last of us
0: yeah, yeah the new the new uh schedule right yeah uh, but I also I think the biggest reason I feel weird is that I played The Last of Us Part Two this past week, and like I've never needed a hug more in my life than than I than I did yesterday when I finished it. Right. So
1: <laughs> that reminds me of the conversation I think we had like two weeks ago when we were talking about how much I loved Ghost of Tsushima, and I and I thought that Ghost of Tsushima was hands down the best game, and there's no possible way that The Last of Us Two could be as good. And too, I played it, and I'm like, man, it's it's good too, right? It's just as good, but they're so the vibe is so different, right? It's
0: like... such a different game, um, <laughs> so different, but then some similarities too. I, uh, I think The Last of Us Part Two is the best like story story driven. I don't know what you would call that type of game, uh, but the best like story based game I've ever played like by a mile. I, th- I thought it was uh, I, as much as I loved Ghost of, uh, Ghost of Tsushima. I thought that uh, Last of Us Part Two was was better. I thought it was amazing. I mean, it was phenomenally good.
1: Right. The storytelling in both is ex- are are exceptional, but uh, I feel like The Last of Us Two is just if you're thinking of a big budget movie, that with a you know just a theatrical experience, you know, I'm The Last of Us Two. Uh, part two is it's is, is going to fit that it's just so well made uh, well, oh, which we're going to get more amazing. into it because yeah uh, i we'll want to hear there. i want to hear uh, all about your your thoughts and feelings about your playthrough and i was amazed because like just last week you were playing the last uh, uh ghost of shishima and then i talked to you like two days ago and you're like oh man i'm playing uh, the last of us part two and i'm thinking oh man you're like where are you at at the start, and you're like, no, I'm I'm am here at this point, and I'm like, dude, that's almost at the end. You <laughs> tore through that, and that is a long game.
0: Yeah, I'll. Uh, here's the reason I meant to mention it last week when we were talking, but I couldn't bring myself to mention anything positive that podcast. Spring sale is here for PlayStation, and Last of Us Part Two is like Ooh. thirty bucks or something. So I uh, picked it up.
1: Nice, yeah. nice. I really want a physical copy for myself. Um, I have a borrowed copy. That's the one I played a few months ago. But uh, I'd like to have a physical you said a what copy. copy. A physical copy of the Last of Us Part Two.
2: Oh, okay. But oh, but you said you're playing on a digital copy. I'm sure Clint
0: is. Uh, yeah, I'm playing on a digital copy. Uh, Tony has someone. He uh, someone loaned him the physical copies.
2: With. Oh, okay. See, see, see. That's what I thought. He said. He said he's playing on a borrowed copy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like. I said what? I said okay. But yeah. That's what I thought you said. A borrowed copy. Okay. All right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's the, uh, you know, yeah that's, that's the big positive of physical disc. Hey, you want to try this game? Here you go. <laughs> Take yeah, it and absolutely. try it. Because it's like the uh, original that. version of Game Pass. Game yeah, Pass. Right, yeah. Then we pass it right, over because to you.
2: I'm not going to you lend you my, uh, <laughs> yeah, my, uh, yeah, my card, you know. I mean, because I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to lend you my SD card and say, hey, give it back. Nah, nah, nah.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> sir. So I oh, actually yeah. played the first. I played Last of Us. Uh, <laughs> I borrowed the physical copy from somebody, uh, the first one, I, and I remember thinking that game was great. But the amount that Part Two impacted me was like crazy. I mean, I, it's like I, I, I. Last of Us Part One, I thought was a great game, but it didn't hit me the same way that Last of Us Part Two, uh, Part Two did. But yeah, it's dude, I'm great. excited to get That's into what it. I'm here. Okay, I am going to get all into that Vance about the level sure, okay, of watery okay. that my eyes got because I have I very well kept track of that. All right.
1: So, yeah, so our our, our, our show tonight two big topics are the last of us part 2 and Clint's experience with that game and obviously our impressions of episode 4 of Falcon and Winter Soldier. So, those are going to be our two big topics. So, but before we get into those topics, is there any news topics anybody wants to bring up?
2: Yeah, um, man, like it's not it's not really I guess big, but uh, Mighty Ducks Game Changer has has definitely coming along, man. Definitely coming along. I know it's like a smaller show, you know. You got you, you got to be really one of those Mighty Duck fans to kind of pay attention to it. Like I know a lot of
1: people kind of scroll by it and they're like, eh, you know, cheesy is a good, you know. Mighty Ducks, as in like Disney Plus. Show on the hockey team,
2: yes, that is correct. That's correct. Mighty Ducks, the game changers. That's the name of the game changer.
0: So, you've mentioned that a few times. I don't know if it's been on the podcast, but you've at least mentioned it to me several times. And I, I always, every time, I think, huh, okay, interesting. And I finally saw it on Disney Plus as a, like a suggested uh, thing. And I'm thinking, all right, well, at some point, I guess I gotta watch this because Vance is so on it, you know. <laughs> like, hey,
2: hey, hey, yeah, so while so wow, I was on vacation. I made sure I stayed up on my shows, uh, you know the, you know the Winter Soldier and Mighty Ducks, so I had to stay up on them.
1: So when did the original movie Mighty Ducks come out? Was that in like '92 or something? So I was yeah, gonna,
0: gonna, gonna, gonna guess '93.
2: I'm gonna get. I'm I gonna guess '93 right too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna guess uh, you're 93 as so. '93 is well. So what
1: would you say if I told you that I've never seen that movie? All
0: right. Well, if you is.
2: have never, if you have never <laughs> seen that movie. That's almost like you've never seen The Sandlot. Like they're like a hand. Tony, you've seen
0: The Sandlot, right?
1: Yes, I watched that at the theater.
0: It was oh, right, let's so, see, that's awesome. It's oh, ninety-two, whoo. by the way.
2: Yeah, not, yeah, it is ninety-two. So, the fast dude on Sandlot is also the fastest guy in Mighty Duck.
0: Aha. Really.
2: What's oh, B- uh, was it
0: Benny the Jet or something like that? Benny
2: they the Jet, yes, Benny the Jet, yes.
0: And now that you yeah, say Benny's- that, I could very specifically see his face in the hockey uniform, but I had no yes. clue because I haven't seen the Mighty Ducks in so 15 what,
1: years. So what? What is the appeal? What was the appeal of the original movie? Is it like uh, the Bad News Bears, except with hockey?
2: Um, yes. Uh, of course. Um, like uh, to me, everything in the 90s and early 2000s has like a um. A deeper meaning to it than you know what it what it was just meant to be, but if I had to sell my deducts to anybody, it's just um a team of like you said a bunch of nobodies that's that's teaching the coach and the coach is teaching the team It's one of those type things. It's like you know the team doesn't want the coach and the coach doesn't want the team, so you know you just have to you just have to grow with them because there's a there's three of them and all and what I like about it is all of the characters except besides one are in all three of them so it's like you see them grow up from kids to actual teenagers to like semi-adults whatever like that you know real life you know so it's 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 one of them things that you know you love the characters you grow with them you know so it's yeah man i love it I love so it. is
1: the new show a complete remake or is it like the kids of those kids the children of the, um, modern, the original
2: Mighty ducks so the only one so far who is the original um, is Emilio Emilio Estevez. Um, Gordon Bombay, he's in there, but it's like uh, you know he you know like growing through. Once you watch one, two, or three, you understand his hate for you know like current hockey, and it's crazy because he owns a, a, a ice rink. And you know the new one but he hates hockey, but you know, it's like a story behind it whatever like that But uh, he's the only one that's original in there. Everybody else is um Is new
0: I think you described that so perfectly that he is teaching them and they're teaching uh, him right back You know the way that they grew and also that it's such a nostalgic piece of uh, Vance nice childhood because we're not super old men like you Tony um, <laughs> it's one of those we grew up with we grew up we, we know, with the Sandlot you know the Princess Bride we were talking about that uh, which fans are we enemies have you seen that movie you've seen that one
2: right uh, Princess Bride yeah uh, no, I have not seen oh, it, but like I think you're both think my enemies,
0: enemies, enemies, man. What are you talking about? I've <laughs> seen the Princess Bride, uh, right? but. You haven't seen the Mighty Ducks, but Vance is <laughs> yeah. now more my enemy because <laughs> Princess Bride is like so much more of an important movie. Who's in it? Andre the Giant is in it.
2: Andre the Giant, okay. Yeah. Mandy uh,
0: Patinkin uh... is in it. Robin okay. Wright is, no. is the princess okay. in it. Mm, Billy Crystal okay. was in that. Okay, yeah, I'm seeing it. Vance, yeah, okay. you need to have, you, you, it's it's your homework this week. Okay?
2: <laughs>
0: Tony, you need to watch The Mighty Ducks. Vance, you need to watch The Princess Bride.
2: <sighs> yeah, Mighty okay. Ducks is on Disney Plus. Look, look, look. look. It <laughs> would take Tony like 20 months to watch all three movies. Look, it takes him about a week to watch the new episode. <laughs> it takes about a week to watch new episodes of, uh, you know, WandaVision and all that. So uh.
1: it, it, it might take well, another 30 years before me before I get around to watching <laughs> the Mighty Ducks. You know, what's kind of funny about the Mighty Ducks, the name of the show and everything like that. So, I guess 1992, right? That's what you said it came out in.
0: Yeah, you got it. Yeah. I got it.
1: Even though I've never seen the show. you know. Yeah,
0: you're good at guessing, man. We're we know. Very Come good on, at guessing. However...
1: So funny thing was in 1992, I was stationed in Monterey, California at the Defense Language Institute for the U.S. Army. While there, I was studying Russian. My unit assignment was Delta Company. Now, all the Army companies there, they had nicknames. And while I was stationed there, Delta Company was kind of like the bad news bears of of that post right? Everybody hated Delta Company It was a bunch of losers basically. So of course I got signed there um, <laughs> They got a new company commander in And he uh, gave them um, It was a new rotation So it was a whole bunch of new people That rolled into the company And he, uh, he was also the new company commander So he decided to uh, Kind of uh, break the tradition And give them a new name Well guess what name he gave them Delta Company that? Delta, the mighty ducks, the mighty ducks, <laughs> the mighty ducks of uh, Delta company. And I'm, I was like, I don't get it. <laughs>
0: uh, well, okay. So 1992 Vance, uh, is, is Tony inviting us to flex on, uh, flex on him with our, uh, middle school stories right now? Yeah. Well, we t- were doing in 92. What
1: were you doing? Oh. Uh.
2: Man, 92, but I figure Mike still have been taking naps in
1: 92. Well, you still getting your diaper changed? No. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. I was six. I was six. You know what I'm
2: saying? Hey, I was probably trained by one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
0: all right it's cool so we just uh you guys will be my enemies at least in those areas for uh, the foreseeable future well, i'll get over well, it
2: i will say this i'll watch princess bride before tony watches mighty duck i'm throwing that out there
0: <laughs> i agree that that, that is going to be the case too yeah That's all they need to do nice. is put the mighty ducks back in the theater and tony will go because he can never take himself out of a theater he'll see right. the most garbage movies if it's in a theater speaking of garbage right. movies
1: who here has seen Godzilla versus King Kong, the new one that just came I've out.
0: Uh, i Van, Vance, well, Vance fell asleep watching it the first time, but he said his wife loved it. Did you actually I fall asleep seen, during that movie? He said it was, I'm not he, surprised. It was like the middle of the night, or early in the morning he was watching it, well, so. well, I'm trying to give right. him his, his excuses as for soon it here. As soon
2: as, <laughs> yes, well, all right, as soon as, all right, so I, I, I was up. She was asleep, I was up, but as soon as it dropped on HBO Max, I turned it on, and she woke up and said, okay, all right, yeah, all right. I fell asleep, you know what I'm saying? I fell asleep, but I did end up watching it the next day, so she's seen it twice already.
1: Did you guys give up your uh, A-list memberships?
2: No, we still pay monthly, don't use it.
1: Dude, you need to go out to the Dolby and watch that because the sound is so awesome.
0: That's what you that's what it's gonna be. <laughs> horrible movies. I, I don't know this is horrible, but that was Tony's gone on and on about the amazing sound of this movie. What was the movie? Wonder, like, Woman. W- Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four? About man, the sound and hero, you feel it coming through the Dude, chair. It's everything. next level, the movie was garbage. it's next The movie was garbage, but then you know, the sound was great. It's next level.
1: In in the the Godzilla movie, I mean, those chairs are rocking in that place. Um, actually, the movie I, I, the movie's not actually garbage. It's actually pretty. It's actually a pretty decent movie. It's entertaining. Just watching two monsters beat up on each other.
2: So Clint, you haven't seen it yet.
0: No, do I need to I, uh, I I bet I watch that before uh, you watch the Princess Bride.
2: I don't know because I'm <laughs> actually on YouTube right now looking up the Princess Bride full movie so I <laughs> Oh jeez. I got okay. Well, I got to watch it right after
0: we get off it, I guess. Uh, yeah. You I gotta, to I got to I got yeah. to unlock this stupid sniper in Cold War, but when I finish that, I'll uh <laughs> I'll have
1: to
0: watch uh what is it? Godzilla versus uh, King Kong. Okay, yeah. I'm doing it. Yes.
1: And not the, like, like 1957 version.
0: Exactly. (laughs) I feel like I'm going to see, like, a thousand versions over the years if I Google this, but I could find it. Or I could go to the theater. Yeah,
1: that movie's actually pretty entertaining. I was surprised. I figured it'd be pretty. Like, the last one, I wasn't a big fan of the one that came out last year, but this one I actually really enjoyed. It kept the uh, human interaction to a minimal. Yeah, there was one that came out, like, 2019, in, like, November. It was, like, Godzilla, the King of the Monsters.
0: Oh, okay. So yeah, I didn't did watch the yeah. uh, King Kong one. I think like, Jack Black was in it or something. That was a few years ago. I never watched that one. So the last Godzilla movie or King Kong movie I saw was, I think, was it 97 or 99? The, I think, was Matthew Broderick in it? It was the one from the 90s.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, the that really bad so, one. I
0: got, that was like yeah, Godzilla. 94. No, was it that? Godzilla 1998 cast is a Google. Yeah, it was 98. That's the last Godzilla movie I saw. Mm. I don't even remember it. <laughs> I don't even remember if it was bad.
1: It was bad because they, like, it didn't even look like Godzilla. Just a giant T-Rex.
0: Right. Is that what it was? Show me a picture of this. Just show me the... Oh,
1: That
0: uh, was the... I'm looking right at it. That was Godzilla in that movie? You're right, dude. I already hate this movie, and I haven't seen it in 20 years.
2: What are you talking about, you talking about uh, Godzilla, uh, King of the Monsters?
0: No, no. This is the 1998 oh. Godzilla. That's the last one I saw. Oh, yeah. I think Isn't I saw it in the Matthew theater, Roger actually. It? Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah, one.
2: Yeah, yeah. He said T-Rex. <laughs> he does he looks T-Rex
0: like on. a T-Rex, dude. I'm looking at the the pictures from it. Right. Oh, my God. Man. All right, well, childhood oh ruin. Well, I guess I was like an adult. But... <laughs> hey, well, <laughs> hey, well,
2: look, hey, hey, well, if you think childhood's ruin, shoot. Tony Childhood should be ruined for that mechanical uh, that mechanical jaws. I mean, never seen a shark blow up. <laughs> 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 you know what I, mean? I, mean, Dude. I I watched that movie. I was like, that movie's trash.
1: <laughs> See, the original. That's actually. Jaws? You're, bring,
0: oh so you're bringing up an important point. When we look back at these classics, the things that distinguish them at the time are, uh, in a lot of ways, innovations in the way they're either shooting. Or, uh, or 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 uh, showing you know what's on screen like the camera tricks or whatever with uh, jaws it was so much about what they weren't showing you than what they right. were and that's building that suspense in uh, psycho which was from 1969 i think that was a like a big deal man that the the way that they showed uh the, the, they filmed that like the scene in the in the have you guys have you seen it tony you're an old person you've seen it right vance have you seen psycho
2: yeah psycho, yeah
0: Okay, both seen it. Amazing, <clears throat> but the scene in the shower, or whatever, and the way they did the uh, the music to that and everything like a lot of that was really revolutionary. And that is what made it so special is that we hadn't seen things like that. When you go back and look at it, a lot of these movies they just they come up with something, it's amazing, everyone's surprised, and then everyone else adapts to it, so it's the norm. So when you go re- revisit some of these old ones, you lose a lot of the magic from it.
2: Right, I think the one that that kept the magic like. Forever is um, the Princess Bride, you're right.
0: No, Uh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, like Star Wars is definitely one of the ones that uh, you know, like kept kept the magic because you can go back and watch, you'd be like, okay, that's not really cheesy, but it's like, man, some of these other ones you'd be like, wow, like I was surprised by that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think, yeah, the originals, I, I don't to be honest with you, all right, guys, you you both became my enemy this stream or this stream what do we call this thing podcast. podcast good to game good to game radio podcast uh i'm about to be your enemies okay we're about to, about to be mutual okay i don't I, I i'm pretty sure i've seen all the star wars movies all the the originals couldn't really tell you anything about any of them not really a fan mm. mm.
1: what did you just say mm
0: Right. <laughs> right. Watch the Mighty Ducks, Tony. You just said <laughs> right. watch you're the not Ducks really a fan of the
1: original Star Star Wars movies. So right. what is wrong it's with you?
0: <laughs> it's not that I don't like them. It's that they've not had a cultural impact on me. Does that make mm. sense? Like I mm. that I it wasn't like a big deal in my childhood, and I've just, mm. wouldn't watch them. But when those all the new ones came to the theater, I wouldn't watched all those new Star Wars. I missed the last one because. I think, was that the last one come out in the pandemic? No. Tony, you no. and I went and saw a couple of them in the in the theater. So I've seen, like, all of them that have come out since the 90s, I guess. And the ones in the, what do they call them, the prequels or the sequels? Yeah. Whatever, whatever the ones that were, in, like, started in the 90s or early 2000s. Those were the prequels. Yeah. They, they were uh, not, not very good, in my opinion. So, and I think in the opinion of most of the world, those were not... nearly (laughs) as good as the originals so that was kind of the baseline for me like gaining interest because I was aware of Star Wars and like kind of knew about it you know and had seen them here or there or whatever but it didn't make a big impact on me so I guess I gotta go watch those now huh
2: <sighs> Look, man, I watched them when they were on VHS. You know what I'm saying? Like VHS.
0: I I, that's, that's probably what trilogy, I have, you know?
1: dude. I still have the VHS of the originals. So Listen, man, I only watch Betamax,
2: Tony. Man, man, that was like, <laughs> our, like, like my first like. Trilogy. Most people like don't even what other, you're uh, about. <laughs> right, like um. Just, like just show me double. the laserdisc, okay? What was the laser the laserdisc. <laughs> it terrible, terrible. Another. <laughs>
0: Another failed uh, thing. Sorry, Bats, yeah. I'm
2: interrupting. Go ahead, No, sir. No, 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 you're good, you're good. See, I, see I, I, think, I think for me, it was always just, you know, just like you said, like what they didn't kind of like show you, but, I mean, the whole good versus evil type thing is like, was on another level. You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, other than that, you figure like I was young, So my good versus evil, evil were the, you know, like the Lion Kings, the Robin Hoods and stuff like that. But it's like, so the first time i seen... Um, Star Wars—it like blew me away. Then to find out, you know, he shot in his garage. And I mean, like the whole like Luke, I'm your father. Like, oh man, like there's so many classic lines. Like, oh my god, like he just thought it's bad, man.
0: Well, listen, I'll tell you this. I I think my childhood is a little weird that we probably don't get all into that here. Uh, but very strict upbringing in a lot of ways, and we weren't allowed to see a lot of those things. Um, so even like you know, Top Gun. I was like 32 or something when I watched Top Gun for the first time. Hey. You know, I'm like, but, really? Yeah. <laughs> so, but I remember, and here's why, because I was golfing, and one of my buddies looks to me, and he says, you've seen Top Gun, right? And I'm like, why would you dare ask me that? No, I said, I'm a 30-something-year-old man. I said, why would you ask me that? Because everyone my age has seen Top Gun, except for me and this is the first time that anyone has ever asked me and not just assumed that I had seen it and then I had to go
1: watch
2: it <laughs> see, you know, hey you see mine was a little different like you know you know, uh, Jill you know who works upstairs like she will always drop like these Top Gun references and, and like I would never react to them and she's like oh my god <laughs> you never seen Top Gun? I said, what? She's like, I'm dropping all these Top Gun lines and you don't even react. I was like, yeah, I've never seen it. She was like, tonight go watch it. i was like, right, I'll check it out. And I watched it man. I was like,
0: okay, alright. It's all like right, action-packed from start to finish, man. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, right. A, it's a good one. I love that. I love that that's who told you. I'm going to have to bring it up to her. That's a fun uh-huh. movie. But it's just another one of those, you know, like, I, I feel like I missed a lot of movies mm. over, you know, I don't know how many years, I and mean, I had to like go back and watch a bunch of things. And Star Wars was like still progressing, and you're still getting new Star Wars through the years, so it was never like just this thing that was done in the past that I could go revisit, if that makes sense. Right. right, I,
1: right. I, I feel like the whole Star Wars legacy has been ruined by all the crappy Star Wars movies that have come out.
0: <laughs> and that for me, that's a little bit of it too. It's just like I'm, it, I'm not as interested in it, because I know it's like the baseline and it has, that's where the cult following is, and I really appreciate that, and um, I've seen these movies, I think, all the way through all of them, like I just don't have a lot of you know reference, like they are a cultural success and because of that, I have a lot of, I wouldn't say a lot of knowledge, but uh, um, I know plenty about what's going on in Star Wars, like you're not going to miss me with something if you're talking to me about Star Wars for the most part, it just wasn't something that it was always, oh, there's the new Star Wars to go watch and be disappointed by. So you didn't, I, di- I didn't really go back and revisit those. I've never revisited those. It's probably been 25 plus years since I've seen one of the original Star Wars.
2: Uh, well, lucky for my memory, I can watch something 30 years ago and I'll be in it, you know what I'm saying? Like I seen it yesterday. But that, and, and and that, you know, to to back to the childhood is, you know, the same thing, like we didn't grow up, you know, watching a lot of, uh, uh, like different things, so stuff that d- we did get to watch It was like, yo, like I gotta, I gotta like suck all this in, cause like I don't know when the next time I'm gonna see like something like Star Wars. Did you need to do you yourself know, like... a
1: favor, Clint, and go back and watch <laughs> the original Star Wars? Original. The, the Episode the four. Man, I need to go... The new the hope. trilogy. Yeah. A new hope. Watch it and just appreciate how well, how good the storytelling is in that movie.
0: All right, so. Uh, Get ready. I'm going to uh, – next week's podcast, we're going to be talking about Star Wars stuff and whatever the heck else. Yeah. You're going to hear Star Wars through the eyes of a noob. There's the title. Well, there you go.
1: Of a 36-year-old noob.
0: Middle, middle-aged oh, noob. I'm not I'm not 36 yet, okay? Got a couple of weeks.
2: Well, you know, it's, it's, it's like – Um, it's funny because uh, I just read today that they're coming out with a Creed 3, right? And this goes to uh, what Tony just said about, you know, like um, older things being ruined and it's because it's like people want to make their own footprint and I get it, especially you know, like with just you know, I guess like you could say movies, music and all that, you want to leave your own Michael Jackson footprint, Elvis you know, whoever, right? So, Michael B. Jordan this is going to be his Uh, what is it called, Uh, directorial debut, whatever like that, so to speak, and they're not going to have Sylvester Stallone in it, because they're like, no, this is going to be about Creed, and, you know, this is pretty much almost starting, like, the Creed brand, but I'm like, like, there was no just Apollo Creed, and then Rocky popped up, it was Rocky, then there was Apollo Creed, so, like, you're trying to take the creator out of it, and, I mean, good luck, you know what I'm saying, I mean, I'm going to see it just because I've seen all the Rocky movies, I've seen all the Creed movies, but it's like, do something else, you know, like, 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 go, go, like, you know, create like another boxing movie and you know, touch that. But it's like, I I, I don't like when they take classics and it's like, okay, well, I want to make my own footprint on a classic. Like, why do it on a classic? You know, go, go see if you can really stand on your own without the brand because the brand is the one that lets you in the door. and Now you're trying to cut the brand off, and it's like, I don't like that.
0: Yeah, they're borrowing from past. Success, uh, successful intellectual property and they're right. and they're taking that to try to jump off and instead of creating something new they're attaching it to a legacy and in a lot of ways they tarnish that legacy so clinton you were talking about
1: legacies the last of us uh, oh my god when that game came out and was such a success kind of come, came out of nowhere and such a good game that uh people were like that game should just be left alone as a perfect classic because anything you'll do will just ruin the game like the people's impression of the characters or whatever just leave it alone of course you know there was a sequel the last of us part 2 and you just played it so oh man let's let's uh, let's hear your opinion on Uh, it I mean what what was your experience like with the last of us 2
0: okay so here I'm going to say something that I think is super important if you, have, if you have a PlayStation or you're in that ecosystem and you have not played it, you gotta you got to stop listening. Tony put the things at the bottom. They could skip to the next thing or whatever. Um, if you don't have a PlayStation, if you play on another console, whatever, I'm telling you, uh, you still should not listen to this and have me ruin this story because it is that powerful um, that if it takes you a few years to come back to it, I think it's worth the wait. Um, because I'm, I'm the idiot. You said it's been out a year? Has it been out that long already?
1: About almost a year.
0: So I, I remember when it came out, and I just – you know, we talked about last week. Oh, no multiplayer, so it's not, like, you know, something that is going to die, so I could just revisit it later. But, man, I, I started playing this game, Tony. And it is phenomenal. I'm telling you, stop listening if you have not played Last of Us Part Two. Um, so apparently what everyone was so upset about was that right at the beginning – The beloved character that we played as, um, you know, for most of Last of Us Part 1 is Joel. And Joel is essentially the father figure of another one of the protagonists, Ellie. And Ellie was also a playable character in the first game. Um, Joel gets straight up torture murdered at the beginning of this game. And that really ticked off the fan base. And for me, as a person who's who's playing it, I was a little bit in shock, man. I'm watching it, and the way that he that he is being, just he gets murdered, like literally beat to death with a golf club, by the daughter of a person he killed in the last uh, in the previous game, and the the person that he ends up uh, he killed a doctor that was trying to basically operate on Ellie, the other character. Um, Cause she's got the cure to the zombie thing I, I feel like if you don't have any context about it i'm doing a horrible job but stick with us there's so much devastation and like despair and loss and and just like uh just the path that you go on as ellie from the start is you you watch your your father essentially your father figure get murdered right in front of you and then you go seeking vengeance and that's how the story starts but what this game did it's naughty dogs i think what they did i hate them for it and it was so good is that they make your other playable character literally the the girl the woman who murdered joel at the beginning so you literally play as both the hero, or at least the you know the protagonist and the antagonist in the same game, and you even have interactions with the other while you're playing. I, I could not, I could not believe the things they were doing to me in this story. There's one point when you're playing as Ellie, this girl seeking vengeance for her lost you know father, father figure, rescuer, or just some random guy really that found her, um, and you're killing someone. You're like making the decision, and I'm sitting there watching this cutscene, and it comes to, uh, you know, is she going to take her life or not? Is she going to kill this person she's interacting with? And I'm like, what is she going to do? And I'm, I'm, I'm so conflicted by what's about to happen, and I see on the screen the square button. I have to push the button to murder this person. I got to actually swing on this person to murder them. And then I had to do it again swing and on. again and again. I had to actually take, like, give my inputs to murder this person. They didn't let me watch the cutscene. They made me do it. Oh, I hated them for it, but it was so good. I hated it. This this whole uh, game would be phenomenal if you didn't have a single zombie. If this was a TV show, a movie, and this is the story they tell, phenomenal. But they, they put this game, they put it in, into a game format, and all these things that they did to kind of build it up and keep getting, you know, you keep getting hope, uh, you know, it grows that you're getting, you're gonna get your vengeance, and then you flip. You're getting close, you're closing in on your final target, this person who you watched murder your father figure, and wouldn't you know it, now you're playing as that character. And you watch her father be murdered by the person, you know, by your father figure. And you're and you start playing as her and she's got this whole arc of of change and redemption that you go through and then when it comes to the end uh she she spares the life you know this ca- character abby who is uh, you know the antagonist at least at the start spares the life of ellie who's the protagonist who's been chasing after her the whole game and it retreats and this part got me so bad it retreats to ellie Living with her girlfriend, wife, or whatever, and this child that you know has, has come out of it with a murdered father because everyone's murdered, and and she's living this like beautiful little life, man, and and it gives you just enough of the experience in this house where you just you just feel the happiness, and it's just like you, it's such a perfect little life, but then they start introducing these little PTSD things. Little, I say, she freaks out. The littlest things will completely flashback into her like you know watching him be murdered or what you know going through these horrific things and she decides i have to end it i have to go after her and she goes after her and only to find that abby you know this girl who murdered her father is uh has been captured by you know humans basically in a work camp and she goes to the point where she ends up rescuing her where she's uh, from certain death and she's you know, she's evading the, the the you know, she's about to leave and walk away, and Ellie says, No, I can't, I can't let you go and you literally have this like epic fist fight, knife fight, and you're going through it, and uh, you know, Ellie, you know, your main character, loses a couple of her fingers in the fight, you know, and, and like that's the thing the whole the whole game. She plays guitar, she's learned to play guitar from Joel, this father figure that's been murdered. And the end of it She has the chance, and she's literally um, drowning her in the water, and she lets her up, and she watches her go. She couldn't finish it. She just gave everything to end this and to to just conclude this and get her vengeance, and she let her go, and she returns home to an empty home. The girlfriend is gone. The baby is gone. She picks up her guitar, and she can't even play it anymore without her fingers, and you just went through this whole just amazing journey for her to lose absolutely everything. Absolutely everything. <laughs> and it was right. devastating to me. <laughs> Devi- I, I needed a hug so
2: bad.
0: I, 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 I like <laughs> I sat there, guys, and I watched the credits and listened to the music for like 10 minutes. It changed songs twice. And I couldn't turn it off. I couldn't do anything. I'm like dead inside watching this man and i'm like what do i what do i do right now what am i supposed to like do with my life at this moment like i couldn't even move man i was so like it was so engaging and devastating and just brutal and like heart-wrenching i if a camera was on my face while i was playing that like I I was I realized the amount that my face was changing emotions, and dude, Vance, what you were saying, so many times I start welling up, and it would be like the littlest little thing that she does or says that's so important out of nowhere, and then I'm like, oh, I'm like, I literally did that, oh, like so many times, because it's like hitting me in my feelings, in my soul. Oh, why did i play this game it was so good uh, it but it like affected a, me so much
1: it's like a, a one of the literary works you would have to study in honors english class in high school <laughs> oh yeah oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah crazy good
1: It's yeah I, I had the same feelings when i played i mean it is so good um and i uh Man, it was tough, dude. Like you were saying, you know what's what makes it so tough? It's like you want the revenge, right? You know, you you, she killed Joel. The I don't care what her reasons were. were. She's got to (laughs) pay, right? And then Tommy was yeah because
0: that's ours. Because Joel is our guy. Because we're Ellie. That's who we know. That's the character that we've grown to to know over the first and the second. You know, the first, especially the first game. But we're the main character in my eyes, and then I'm also the bad guy, and I have to do all these things as the bad guy, and I have a redemption arc as the bad guy, and I'm humanized as the bad guy. And then I have to confront both me, in my mind, for a lot of it, Ellie, and Abby, the bad guy, as both characters. You have to interact with with the other character – while you're playing both of them, right? In different, a different timeline, and it, oh, it's, oh. Yeah. Kudos to them, man. Best game I ever played. Yeah. As far as a storytelling game, by just a mile. Unbelievably good.
1: So, um, what, what, what's your opinion on why the uh, the community is so split on this game?
0: Okay. So I literally, I feel I, I'm gonna mention something on the podcast because you hopped into a party chat with me while I was playing it. Like you mentioned, you know, you, where are you in the game, right? And and I, I said something, and then I felt really horrible when the story got a little farther, and it was like the sidekick, right? I'm like, why does she keep calling him a boy because he's obviously a girl? Well, apparently, and you learn it in the story. It's it's very, it becomes you know it's a part of the story. Uh, the little boy is trans and it talks about that it takes through and I'm thinking man I just completely unintentionally really called out this trans person in the video game you know Um, and I kind of thought when it started getting into it that people are upset there's a trans person like they're trying to force diversity everyone gets really upset about that for whatever reason like uh, the people that are getting upset about it are the people that the main characters have looked like you know, every game they've ever played, so they don't realize that hey, when the character is like me, then you can attack you feel more attached to it, right? I think. But when reading about it, apparently yeah. people are real upset they killed Joel off because he, he was such a big part. A big I mean, part. of the first movie in the franchise, and they were like, oh well, and he's just gone. You never play as Joel in this game, uh, and that's from what I could read about after the fact. So I'm like, why are people upset? And that's mostly what I saw people were upset about.
1: Right, and that's kind of what I had to take away from it too. Was the, the the most of the people that are upset are because they didn't like Joel's fate. Um, but I I I'll agree tell you this with you. right
0: now. I go ahead. Go, go ahead. No, I agree no, with you ahead, totally. No. That
1: the I mean, all the nuanced storytelling and you know putting you in the different positions you know from from the. From the protagonist to the antagonist, to you know, and switching it back and forth, like the part where you're playing is Abby, and Ellie, uh, you're fighting Ellie in the hotel, or is it the ho- is it a hotel or a movie theater? I don't remember. Movie theater. The, mov- the movie theater. Yeah, th- yeah the remember summer, and, yeah. and and but you're Abby, and and <laughs> you're trying to to
0: try know, to get
1: to get Ellie, the- and
0: Ellie is so ruthless, dude. <laughs> Can I tell you something? <laughs> uh, one, 100%, when I was Abby and I am confronting and I'm supposed to try to sneak up to Ellie, yeah. I walked right up to her and let her kill me the first time because she deserved it 100%. <laughs> I didn't even try to evade her. I sacrificed myself for my own mental health in the video game. Right. I walked right up to her and let her murder me. I said, that needs to happen. And then I, com- then I went through and <laughs> completed it after that, like, what I needed to do. But it was, like, oh, it was so challenging. And not even, like, the gameplay mechanics being challenging. Emotionally challenging. Constantly, constantly challenging, uh, you know, my, my feelings of what right and wrong is at every step of the way. Masterpiece, dude. Oh, so good.
1: Right. I'm, like, out during that scene, I'm, like... Man, I've, I don't think I've ever been put in a situation where I'm actually battling the boss character that, in my mind, is the, is the hero of the story, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm Abby. And when, I'm pl- when I am playing that game uh, – not Abby. I'm Ellie. That is how the game has been set up for me in my mind. That's what I'm prepared for. That's what I was geared up for at the start of the story. When Ellie is doing something, that is me. I'm that character right and so when i am having to play as the evil bad guy bad girl against my, me man that was torturous right it was so difficult but that, i'll tell you this that seth this homophobic uh, homophobic guy that we encounter at the beginning of the uh, of the of the story um who you've for sure forgotten about by now uh they could kill off Ellie and make this guy the the protagonist of the next one, and they'd crush it. That's what I've learned from from this, is that <laughs> they didn't need Joel at all. And Joel was still a big part of it, because him his guidance and his presence and uh, the story is still, in a lot of ways, built around Joel, and he has so much influence in it. So he was still very important to it. He just wasn't a playable character, and, um, and there was definitely a big pivot away from him in this game. But man did they just crush it so good like I I did not believe with 100% certainty I will say I did not believe a video game could impact me in the way that The Last of Us Part 2 did
1: right
2: yeah yeah
1: so uh, Abby if you didn't if you take out the part where she you know bashes Joe and with a golf club and you don't really know anything about Abby and you just meet her in the, you know, Washington area. I mean, what, what are your feelings on Abby? If you subtract the knowledge of that, she, she uh, killed Joe. She okay, like it. character? So,
0: okay. Well, here's the thing about Abby is that you're watching a flawed person uh, grow. And you watch her uh, see see travesty happen, and understand that she needs to make a change, and that she needs to intervene. And 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 what she does is essentially Abby. And I didn't touch on it super closely. Abby and this the the uh, the the trans character I mentioned's name is I guess the it's Lib. I think is what they're saying is the boy is the boys, when it was uh, when Lib was a, a girl, it was Lily. Uh, but their Lily or Lib, as, as they're called now, was uh, in a in, like one of the factions. Uh, it's and it really seems like a cult that they were a part of. And their choice to uh, basically defy their you know born gender and be Lib, be the, the male character. They were thrown out, and they were uh, basically being hunted, and that's a big part of where they end up. Uh, Lib and his sister save Abby from certain death. Right, she's been captured; she's going to die, and they end up saving her. And then Abby basically returns the favor, and then they end up getting caught, you know pulled into each other. So that's the that's the story that you watch Abby go through. Takeaway: she murders Joel, and you have a military grunt who in a lot of ways is shown to be the bad guy. Just a lot of the characteristics and things you see, it's kind of framed that way, like um, just kind of ruthless military. Uh, you're not really shown redeeming qualities from Abby at the start, but then Abby is learning and growing and uh, putting her life on the line to save, uh, you know, this kind of new family that she's made in Lib, and I can't remember the other, the, the sister's name. Um, but man, I think it makes it. But when, when when Abby learns and grows, when it's at the end, I was still conf- I was conflicted. I I was so I've never been in a in a place where I'm watching these cutscenes or interacting with the game when I'm fighting Ellie versus Abby, where I it's like how hard do I push this button? When I have to mash this button to get away or to, to stab this person or whatever. It's like, I don't even want to push the button hard. Normally, I'm just slamming that thing as fast as I can to try to, like, oh, that's the thing. And I'm like, I mean, tap, tap, tap. Like, what what do I, <laughs> like, I was, it's, it was so well done that, like, I was, I was conflicted. Right. On what I wanted to happen with, yep. with Abby, who, who, you know, we watched Murder Joel.
1: Right.
2: Because, anyway. Yeah. Hey, 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 oh, oh. I'm sorry, but uh, yeah, Clint. To, um, I, I it's funny because, you know, like I I talk about this with, you know, JQ and just other, <laughs> other peoples. But it's funny that you mentioned about the whole trans, you know, like aspect and, you know, how people want to play, you know, with people that look like them. But a lot of times we do play the game. Like 2K is probably like, and uh, yeah, 2K I'm gonna say Madden are probably like one of the games that there's a lot of people that look like me. But if you look at Call of Duty, they might have 20, you know, like operators and two of them, one of each, you know, one male, one female might look like me. And it's just, you know, one of the things where it's like, you know, <laughs> like I don't ever feel the storyline. You know what I'm saying? Like I have a better game yet that this storyline is legit.
0: <laughs> but, and but I'll ask you, that does, to say do that. you feel do you feel more like when you have the option to pick a character that looks like you versus doesn't, what do you want to pick?
2: Oh, 10 out of ten times I'm put the character that looks like me.
0: Yeah, and I think that's very common. And I can tell you that I I don't I don't remember ever really being something for me. Like I'm like, dude, that chick looks awesome. I'll be that one or oh, that dude, whatever. Like I I it's not something that has been really something that matters to me. But I'm just you know spoiler you know, podcast people. I'm kind of like a white guy, you know, like. I've always had people looking like me. It hasn't been something that I felt lacking from my gameplay experience. But I know another guy who looks a lot like me who was like we were <laughs> – Tony, remember we were playing Borderlands 3 and uh, when it first came out and our, our friend was uh, very hesitant. We're like, oh, you should be Moe's, the gunner. She's so cool. <laughs> what, it's a chick? <laughs> I don't want to play the chick. That's literally a thing that I heard in, I what, what, two years ago. It made them very uncomfortable.
1: Them yeah very... you want me to be the but, girl <coughs> yeah
0: but right. that's a way that people <laughs> feel and for whatever yeah. reason people get really worked up that they want to have a character uh, you know in this that's a trans character or like abby by the way abby's this uh, mil- uh, military chick uh you know and she is an odd uh, dude she is buff and the fact that she is so like muscular I, it, I think it does so much to the game. Like, she plays so different than Ellie, who's this really kind of scrawny, you know, girl. She's scrappy, that's for sure. But um, Abby is like this tank, you know, and you and you watch it, and she it's so believable to me that this, that this is who she is and this is how she operates. Um, you know, and a lot of people think, oh, it's a girl. She can't do anything, and I, I think that's such an outdated type of thought, but that's what you get a lot of the time i don't understand why there's any sort of outrage oh forced diversity dude maybe the people making the game made the character look like them like that just you think everyone making the game looks like you i don't know people get really worked up over over this stuff i'm like dude let's have them all let's have you know let's have someone that looks like everyone why not
2: yeah see and, and and that's one of the things that the 2k community is like um, I've heard this one explanation, and it's like, I've never tried it to see if it's true, because, I mean, the whole time I've played 2K, I've never had a white character. But there are white guys who make black characters, and they say the reason why they make black characters is because they felt like, even though it's a game, that the black characters are more, you know, like... <laughs> athletic and it's funny because if you watch my streams if you watch other people's stream i mean the black characters are uh, jumping from the free throw line jumping from one of the gold they it. Yeah, but then you look at a lot of white characters they don't they don't have that oomph and i say maybe you own something you know what I'm saying. but like you said there are a lot of people you know like you know blacks or whatever who get upset when there's somebody who come on the mic and they're black and they're white you know in real life you know and it's just one of things that you know like you feel like you don't have a lot of people representing you and then a big thing that i guess kind of i've seen triggered it just from like the kid standpoint was black panther because now i finally have a superhero that i can actually dress up for halloween and i can, that looks like me so in the gaming world it's like i mean even Fortnite. Fortnite you don't have a lot of black characters so it's like you know i had this character that looks like me who i can kind of believe in you know what i'm saying so it's like I don't know. I mean, I mean it's I, a very I, I,
0: empowering thing, I think. Right. And I think that's right. something that folks that you know, if you got a white, if you're a white guy and you got a white character in every game you've ever played in your life, you've 100% taken it for granted. And I think with, uh, with to your point, if I were to play 2K, I feel like almost for sure, I would be a, a black character because most of the NBA stars that I know are black guys. So I'd be like, right. you would tell them like Dwayne Wade is the like the, the way to go. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have like, you know, I'm going to be like Steph Curry. I'm going to be like all of the, like, I'm not a big basketball fan, but some of the greats, you know, um, that I, like at least that I'm familiar with in recent years, black guys, I would not even be at all aware, unless you had told me that, that that would be an insensitive thing potentially to folks, you know? And that's, yeah. and that's, uh, <laughs> just, it really unlocks a whole world to where people, you know, they're, they emotional attachment to these video game characters you know and it's the well, I mean, the reverse I, side
1: i just uh, you know i've been playing Mob 2020 uh the road to the show you know a couple of weeks ago it was five bucks so I, I downloaded it and it's got a pretty extensive character creator and i made me from like when i was 20 years old yeah <laughs>
0: Define jawline and all that. Yep. Right? Hey, hey. <laughs> I do the same. Oh, I put a beard, right? One or the other? Right. I don't care. Super I don't care. I, like I, back I, then, or I, I don't beard? care.
1: Like you know, hey, your prototypical baseball player should be like six foot two, you know, two thirty five, be able to hit the ball four hundred fifty feet. You know, now nah, I want to be no, I want to be five foot ten. Right, right, right. You uh, know, I don't want to be, you know, super muscular. No, I wanted to be exactly how I looked when I was twenty years old. That's what I made, yeah. and that you know,
0: because <laughs> it's your character, <laughs> and that is, yeah, and that is your character is you, the representation of you in the game. So you would want it to look like you, and that is an exceedingly reasonable thing. Uh, man, that's that big mistake. People have been man. missing for so long. Oh yeah, he needed to be seven foot tall.
2: He needed you know, to be six foot two, man. and hey, yeah, right, right. But it's so funny, man, because like my first year playing two K nineteen. I made my guy like Tony said, just like me. Five and nine, you know what I'm saying? He got a little weight to him. He can he can shoot and he can play defense. That's it. You know, so you know, so you know, I made my character, you know, so I got a lot of my buddies you know they're probably around good. You know, like six foot, something like that. Some of them maybe six one, five nine. I look at their character, six six, six seven, six foot, <laughs> and you know they had the face scan, so you know it looks like them. You like get out of here, like that's so funny. <laughs> you know, like you, I'm like man, you ain't got no six pack, man. You drink a six pack, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> like that's so funny, man and then it's like you know jq you know like poor she's a girl she's a lady and you know she uh you know she had her face scan on a guy and you know people thought you know we look the because they say we look <laughs> like like we just laughed. it's like you know, mine has a beard her doesn't she has the long hair you know the dreads and stuff you know, I got like a little fade, you know, it's like, yeah, it's I can see, funny, I
0: can picture her face right now on this, like, super jacked like, right, NBA, right. NBA player in the, cause yeah. are there any female characters in the 2K thing?
2: No, what, what, no, they just came out with them this year, so they're not, yeah, they, they weren't before. Yeah, they just came out with them this year, man, and it's, and it's so but funny. J-Q but JQ
0: probably appreciates it, doesn't she?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. She of course it. it's a simple
0: thing that is so easy to do that people have decided to get all riled up about, you know, like I right. don't get it, man. People get it. people got to spent too much time in other people's lives.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just like now, I mean, my guy on freaking Call of Duty, you know, is a stitch, you know. He's he's the freaking white guy with the with the Miss an eye or with them, whatever eye or whatever, whatever. Oh, I yeah. Like, Your like, character cool. skin is so yeah. cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. dope. You know i like, like, man, I love him, you know? Like, shoot, man. But one sort of
0: the things yeah. that I think, and not to get too heavy for a uh, video game podcast, but I was right. talking the other day, just along kind of these same lines, and a person shared with me uh, something they had said that was perceived by another as being racially insensitive and they said i have i they're like i feel so bad about it it wasn't at all what i was you know trying to imply whatever and i i talked about it and they were like well there was a complaint about it and i said listen i said i uh I, i consider myself as having thick skin right and that's in the past that's always how i felt like nothing really bothers me, whatever. And then I kind of have started realizing, as I'm becoming an old man—not like Tony, though—but still getting older—that um, I really hadn't had to put up with much of that kind of much of that kind of, uh, you know, an attack on some component of me that I'm not in control over. Like if I was a little overweight and someone was calling me fat, well, I got—I'm I, in control of that, right? So, uh, you know, I don't—I have a way I could feel about it or I could do something. Uh, but someone because of what I look like or, or or you know my ethnicity or anything like that is not generally something that I've had to worry about. But I mentioned to this uh, to, to my conversation partner here that I had been watching a speed run of a game on YouTube, like live streaming. and this guy was out in the UK and he is like hating on America like pretty hard, um, not America, but Americans, right? And I'm thinking, well, I'm an American, and this guy is just going pretty hard. I'm like, okay, well, you know, some of the things he's saying are right. You know, no one's perfect, whatever. And it keeps going. And at some point, I had I had to turn it off. And I'm thinking, like, dude, I, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of Americans because we got plenty of problems. But like, <laughs> yeah. dang man, like, I don't want to sit there and listen to this guy bash me and I guess you know, quote unquote, my people. And it was. Is this what discrimination feels like? You know, like it was such a it was such a horrible thing to not experience for so long in your life in any sort of impactful way that I had to learn the lesson from a YouTube video. Like that I would say I'm privileged that that's the case. but uh, it matters, man. So like did... your people's identity is important We're... to them. We're... And why do we care whether we support uh, like if that is something that is chosen to be supported in a video game, you know?
1: so uh, when I was a kid I lived in Iceland right and I uh, it was snow pretty deep snow but there was a big hill near where we lived my dad was he was a uh, department of defense contractor but we lived off post down in the you know just regular Icelandic community but nearby was a big hill that you could go sled and I, I went there with a Another friend of mine that was also American. And we were, you know, we showed up, there. there was like 100 kids there sledding. And, you know, we went down the hill like once or twice. And when we were coming back to the top of the hill, you know, there was like half a dozen other boys came up to us and was like, they were like, you're not welcome here. I'm like, in my limited Icelandic, I'm like, okay, why? And they're like, we don't like Americans. It's like, Americans, we don't, want you here. we don't want you here. So you can't sled here. Can't. And, of course, you know, I'm like, uh, so? Yeah. <laughs> My American came out in me, dude. In <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we rumbled.
0: <laughs> we rumbled on that, yeah, on that hilltop. Of course, I lost. See, but <laughs> see. And that's the thing, because when I grew up, I grew up in an area that was uh, – I was, like, I, I, in the very specific area that I grew up in. I would have been the the minority. It never bugged me then that I would get picked on or get in fights or whatever. Like, that was never – I don't know. It was. It didn't seem to, like, shape me as a person to have that kind of uh, adversity because of it. it I, I don't know if I was just too young, too stupid, too oblivious to whatever – it literally was a week ago, you know, or a month ago, when I watched this, that I had to come to the realization that you know people feel this way all the time, you know, because of uh, because of others' agendas towards the way they look or feel or who they love or whatever. It was a really weird thing.
1: So you know, so what was funny about the uh, about the whole situation was I'm like, I got in a fight because. They wouldn't they didn't want Americans there? So, of course, I stuck up for myself and my friend. Got in a fight, got a bloody nose, bloody lip. I wasn't even American.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, you're not I'm, even from here, dude. I was
1: <laughs> from Thailand. I'm from Thailand. <laughs> I was national, I wasn't even a na- uh, nationalized citizen till like two years later. <laughs> Well, because I probably didn't know the words. You still word. got to throw, throw down. I didn't know the words for Thai in Icelandic. Yeah. I'm like, I just went with it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you just got to throw down, Tony. Yeah. Not now. Now we're old. We did all <laughs> right, that yeah, when now, we were younger. Yeah, you got, you know. Plenty, plenty of,
2: plenty on, of whoa, fights, kids. <laughs> hey, How you many fake throw hips you got? While, man. How
0: many fake hips you got, Vance? Hey
2: man, that's why you gotta get them close. You gotta swing on them, man. Don't don't let them get too far, <laughs> man. You know that's why you
0: Fight carried that the cane for all that time. <laughs> all I, yeah. All I think about now is that uh, all that jujitsu I did for all those years, all that muay thai that I did for all those years. Uh, kind of useless when uh, I'll throw my uh, fake hip out of socket if I take a take a take a kick or try to do a triangle (laughs) or triangle choke on someone. I'm done, man.
1: Yeah, turn that weakness into a strength. Come on. Right. I mean,
0: I figure I could, I could, I probably still wrestle alright. You know, like you know, know, just not gonna finish anybody. I mean, I could punch them in the face if they're on the ground. A little ground and pound. Ground and pound. Little, uh, you know, Tito Ortiz from his uh, from his uh, very short prime. Bring that out. Yeah. Or what, 2003 Tito Ortiz <laughs> in the UFC? Mm-hmm. Light heavyweight champion, get up on your uh, UFC guys. Just saying. Mm-hmm. I got some 20-year-old UFC knowledge. Right. That's about it.
2: <laughs> right. What's that, um, Have y'all seen that movie uh, Best of the Best? It's like an older movie. Love
0: that movie. Love that movie. Never heard of it. That movie oh,
1: was the reason goodness. I started taking karate.
2: Oh, my goodness. You are hated. You are hated. You are hated. <laughs>
0: hated. Another hated. reason we're hey, enemies.
2: <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Just so you know, if you ever see it, you'll never be Tommy, okay? You'll never be Tommy,
0: all right? Ow. <laughs> you'll be like the Ow. cowboy. I'm already hurt. I'm right? already hurt. I don't know what it means, but I hate
2: it. <laughs> all right. So, Tommy, he's like the main character. He's the, he's the best of the best. You know what I'm saying? But it's, it's like a five-man team, whatever. Well, anyway, one guy, uh, he plays in a lot of stuff. Uh, Tony probably don't know what i about. Uh, the character that shoulder always... Dislocates, but he just pops it in and keeps fighting. Yeah, um, he plays in a lot of movies. Uh, yeah, he's like you know like a smooth guy, whatever. Anyways, that's you, that's you, Clint, the guy that always dislocates.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I now, don't gotta, know how offended fighting, to me man. right now, but you know what I'm what choosing mean? very.
2: <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good. You should, you should be. then you should be. Tommy, you know what I'm <laughs> saying? Hopefully that makes you come out as Tommy. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Okay. All right. I'll go for it. Hey, best be of the best. check it out, man. Check it out.
0: I got too much to do. Before Everybody's homework. Week it sounds like Star Wars and best of the best.
1: Uh, and the yeah, Princess, Princess Bride and, Bride. and, and, Princess Bride. Bride. and, and Mighty Ducks. And Mighty Ducks. Say it out loud, Tony. Right. I actually hey. have already started watching the Mighty Ducks. I'm. Uh, I, I just saw the scene where he missed the Wee Championship, uh, shootout goal. Okay. <laughs>
0: how, how dare you! Not hey. give us one hundred percent of your attention right now. The audience deserves it. There are, there are dozens, dozens of them, Tony. Tony. Dozens. I'm hey, sorry. Know,
2: hey, <laughs> hey, but you know what's funny though? Uh, I find it funny that uh, Emilio Estevez is the only one that uses his real name. You know, because Martin Sheen is his dad and Charlie Sheen is his dad, but his father's real name oh, is
0: that's right. Ramon
2: yeah, yeah. Esteves. Yeah. That's interesting. He didn't. He didn't choose to go to the Emilio Sheen route, because probably yeah, it sounds stupid, Emilio
0: Sheen. Well, stupid. he wouldn't have been Emilio, right? Day. He would have changed his first name, too, probably. Because it's Charlie Sheen's him. first name Charlie?
2: No, I think it's, uh... Wow, something else.
0: Yeah, I think, I think that's what he else. probably would have just gone full-on, but he was ready to go.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Stood up for what yeah. was his, right? <laughs> that's right.
2: Well, actually, you know, uh, well, well, actually, Emilio is his real name. Emilio is his, uh... Name. Charlie yeah, is Carlos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlie is Carlos.
0: Yeah, yeah so really the, his so. other families chose you know non-Hispanic sounding names, and he was like, Nah, I'm staying with it, right?
2: Right. Yeah. Right. So I, good okay. on him. So I wanna like like where they're from, man. Cause I I'm, I'm not gonna lie, they Just, don't look Spanish to me. You know I'm saying, I mean, my geographical well, eyes, they not Well, not all, all Spanish,
0: Spanish people look alike, Vance. Well, um, I know that. Uh, the, I, the the other.
2: They, yeah, I mean. I have worked with like a lot of them from uh, uh Charlotte like like when I was in Charlotte and um, freaking up in Delaware. But let me tell you my funny, a funny Spanish story. So one guy, so they came to renovate Target. You know they're moving the back room, they're doing all the stuff, and he's like six three, six four, like like Tony said two thirty five, buff. I'm like, ain't no I'm like, hey man, uh, what's that nationality? He said, I'm Mexican. He said, he said no, I'm, I'm from uh, Cali, and I looked at him and he laughed like he laughed. So he's like he said, hey, man. He said we all ain't five too. He said Cali, we a different breed. I was like, yeah. I was like, he does to seem like Mexican, like bro, like he's like, yeah, but he was showing me this family stuff. Like he said, they all six feet plus, and I'm like, Yeah, it gotta be in the water, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but, that, but that was my, you know, I was like, so I was young, I was, I, mean, I still I still been in high school then, but that was my, you know. Everybody doesn't look the same. You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, my my thing is, man. Like, I kind of say, like, if if you were to ask me, I'd be like, yeah, I guess I'm white, right? But I don't, like, I don't really know. Like, my mom, uh, like, I'm half Brazilian. My mom is born in Brazil. Would you know that looking at me? No. I definitely. But people, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't
2: know because that new soup. He's from Brazil. He kind of looks like you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, you be we might have primers. known
0: that. But like people and a lot of times like people who don't know me they they uh see or they hear my last name and they're like what nationality are you dude i'm like i don't know dude like whatever you know, funny, you know I like i
2: don't even know your last name and i've known you how long that's funny. years
1: i don't years. even
0: know you. I, know you I know yeah <laughs> i know it's your last name it's <laughs> <Yeah>, reynolds yeah <laughs> not quite <laughs> like,
2: like kurt yeah burt reynolds <laughs> burt reynolds, <laughs> burt reynolds.
0: <laughs> burt reynolds.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, who's that your uncle, huh? Who's that your uncle? Yeah, oh, rich uncle? uncle
0: Bert. Don't uncle Bert. <laughs> oh,
1: man, he probably hates Actually, that yeah, man too, a, Uncle Bert. You should just go by like, clean east, Eastwood.
0: You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I should. I should.
2: Dang, that's jacked up because that's the only Clint I know.
0: Yeah, mm. Here, here's the thing, man. My, my last name is over a 1,000 years old.
2: Who told you my, that, man? Do you know that for sure? Do you know yes.
0: that? Yes. Family family genealogy track and all that like a lot of my family went really in it uh, Yeah, yeah, I, like they found our family crest from all these uh, you know hundreds of years ago and stuff Yeah, I'm a mutt,
1: dude
2: He's a mutt. Nice nice
0: all right. <laughs> uh, How much of that makes the podcast? Oh, I don't know. Man, none of it. None of it. None of,
1: it. None of, it. None of it. Anyway, you, to finish back up, a couple of last points on uh, the last of us, part two, before we move on to our, our, our final topic. Uh,
0: uh, Clint, what did you think the game looked like? Okay. So here's, here's what I thought about that the game play like cuz i obviously just finished ghost of tsushima and started playing this game immediately, af- immediately afterwards and the cinematics of the ghost of uh, tsushima so much better it's such a it, the game is so much more beautiful and i kind of think the reason why is a, has a lot to do with the movement in ghost of tsushima there's a lot of free, uh, free movement. You're on your horse, and you're rolling in your in your uh, in battles and, and engagements, and it's just a lot more open. In The Last of Us Part Two, it's a lot of you know, crawl under this, mantle over that. You're in tight spaces because there's zombies, you know, and and they're gonna reach out at you from a corner or whatever. Um, and I think because it was. Like the Last of Us Part Two, so many of the scenes were in like tight places that the cinematography just really wasn't there. But when I was blown away by it is that the part I mentioned earlier where Ellie—it's a uh, you know kind of before the the last engagement that Ellie goes after Abby because she can't take it. She has her perfect little life, and you're in—I uh, can't think—is it Oregon or Wyoming, wherever you
1: are—and there's
0: these rolling Wyoming. Okay, there's these uh, the rolling, uh, grains, you know, and they're on a farm and there's this moment where you've got this little baby in your arms and you sit on a tractor and just kind of look out and it is gorgeous, man. It is the most beautiful, uh, scene in the whole game. And I just thought I was kind of just stayed there and I I don't know if it's on a timer, but I probably sat there for like two minutes just looking around, just really, really appreciating it. It Just looks so beautiful. And then I went right back inside a house with all these tight corners, you know. And that's, I think, because the game plays so different, the cinematography was very different. Ghost of Tsushima, way better uh, visually, cinematography, everything like that. Uh, great story, too. Great storytelling. And, and the way that that uh, game ended was, was also really good. Uh, but The Last of Us Part II, uh, visually really good, but not nearly a, to the, the level of Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, but uh, Last of Us Part Two storytelling, amazing, unbelievable. Even I kind of still don't believe that that was pulled together by uh, you know a bunch of nerds sitting in front of screens. You know? <laughs>
1: right. I'm always impressed by writers that can create something that's really, really good. In my opinion. Um, and what's kind of sad about the whole story was, you know, it's basically a revenge story, right? Um, yeah. And the people mm-hmm. that paid the price were everybody else. The friends, the family.
0: Yeah, they, they lost were all the victims everything of the along revenge. the way. I'll tell you, there was this part, and I, I don't know how to feel about this. This is my – this was my thought. There's a part where they're in the movie theater. You've just had your first interaction. You're playing as Ellie in this part. I can't remember, but uh, I think you're playing as Ellie, and Abby storms in. She murders, you know – who would have uh, been, uh, if I remember correctly, it would have been the child's father. Right. Right, the the child we see. She murders that guy quickly. She shoots him. He's just dead. No time to process it. He's just dead. And she attacks uh, Dina, who is the mother of the child, who we we have this scene with later. And she's got her on the ground, and she's holding a knife to her throat. And the uh, Lib... Is uh, the character we were talking about earlier is there, and she's got the knife to Dina's throat. And in my mind, it was she needs to kill her because I needed to know whether or not she was bad. And if she again spared her, if she again didn't go all the way in her in her rage, I wasn't going to know what to do with it. And she doesn't. She lets her go, I'm thinking, she cuts her throat, Lib shoots her with an arrow, she literally kills Dina, who's Ellie's girlfriend, and then Lib would shoot Abby, and Lib walks away, and Ellie's, Ellie's revenge was complete, but she didn't get to do it, she loses everything still. That's what I thought was gonna like. That is like was gonna make it okay in my head, as horrible as that is, because it was gonna show me that that's how bad Abby was. But again, you see decency in Abby by letting her live. It was, oh, it was so. It made it so challenging to decide my feelings on the characters.
1: But, but she would have killed her. She would have.
0: If she in my hadn't opinion, been stopped.
1: She, if yeah. Lib hadn't inter- uh, intervened, and, and absolutely she would have. Children. She
0: snapped her out of it, or he snapped her out of it. Yeah, uh,
1: um, this is going to segue perfectly into our next segment because we, we're talking exactly, revenge. Exactly. We're talking yeah. a character that is just ultra militaristic, you know. Who when they got that blood rage going, um, you, know, you can't stop them really mm-hmm. but they need that mm-hmm. they needed somebody there to bring him back from the edge in uh, lib right, right. Abby. so this is going to lead us in segue Perfectly. into our, our final topic of tonight and that is Falcon and a Winter Soldier episode 4 so again mm. if you haven't listened to a previous podcast we give everybody the opportunity now to if you haven't seen you don't want to have anything spoiled for you This is your opportunity to bail and come back later once you have seen the episode. So we will give you a few moments. I'll add a countdown so you'll know. Uh, But when we come back, we're going to be talking episode four. The world is watching Falcon and Winter Soldier. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, guys. Welcome back. Now let's get into last week's episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Who wants to start off, uh, Clint? No, actually, Vance, yeah, you no, start us off.
0: Vance. All
2: right, all right, all right. Have either of you seen the movie Crash? No.
0: Has everybody Yeah, seen like was that from the '90s or early, no, like early 2000s? Uh, uh, Crash? Uh,
2: yeah, 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 by early 2000s.
0: No, yeah, I saw that one. Saw that one. Yeah.
2: So, uh, Tony, since you haven't seen it, pretty much it's it's just like worlds collide, everybody's connected pretty much. So, you know, like the milkman you talk to now might be the aunt of some customer service lady who you might need later on. That's the gist of the movie. So, um, but it's also about finding out who you are. So, and that brings us to... How Captain America, you see him seasons one through me, episodes one through three, is saying, you know, like, this is what I stand for, this is who I am, blah, blah, blah. But Bucky and Sam are like, "Eh," like, we get things done our way because it's how it's supposed to get done, because this is what's needed on this side of the battlefield. And you see him, you know, go through the episode and it's like, he's changing, he's changing, and then he snaps. (laughs) And I was like, ah. I might like him now. I might like him. But man, so far, man, it, it definitely took a turning point for the better, man, after episode three was kinda like eh, like I just love the direction that it's going and um man, apparently I was wrong about uh <laughs> what's his name? Uh
0: Lamar. Uh, Battlestar Battle yeah, Star. man, yeah.
2: boy. God dang
0: <laughs> Well, we were all wrong about him or I, I think I, I think at least to a degree, but yeah. Uh no, but go ahead and finish with the with the rest of your thoughts, man.
2: Oh, yeah, I mean, like, he, um, but, uh, yeah, he, he he was definitely the sacrifice that needed, that was needed to open the eyes of Captain America, of how, you know, things are done on this side versus, you know, when, you know, uh you're on a battlefield, you know, for the army or whatever, and, you know, we have protocols and different things we can't do because of how, you know, who we answer to, but as you can see, like when you playing against villains or you fight against villains that they don't really answer to anybody, um, that we can see yet because the, um, uh, oh, what they call the flag smashers, they still feel like, I feel like they kind of answer to the power broker in a way. Like they're still kind of, you know, afraid of, afraid of him. But, um, but yeah, man, you got to fight fire with fire, man. You can't be afraid to pour a little gasoline on sometime.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hey, Tony, um, would you mind giving us like a real quick high-level overview of the episode um and then i wanted to share some thoughts too but give us the, the high uh, high level
1: yeah sure no problem so in this episode again we have uh sam and bucky and zemo are trying to track down carly who's the head of this faction of super soldiers that are on the loose and in so they've come up with uh, an idea to go to where this refugee lady had Tanya, died. Tanya, so right? they, they figured that Mama if, they Dania, go, yeah, if they go uh, to where the funeral would be, then they'll be able to uh, make contact with uh, Carly. And, of course, uh, Sam, who was a counselor before he was a superhero, uh, wants to be able to to talk to Carly and see maybe if he can engage with her enough that that they'll step down their their ever-increasing levels of violence. So in the last episode, we saw Carly explode a car bomb, which ended up killing like three uh, GRC uh, soldiers and injuring like 11 other people. Uh, So their level of violence is increasing as they try to get people to pay attention to what their demands are. During During the process of making contact, Captain America... John Walker and Battlestar show up and kind of throw some gasoline on the fire and, and Captain America's hot headedness, instead of having a peaceful Sam's hope for a peaceful resolution is kind of thrown out the door because Captain America shows up and ruins the meeting and he loses trust with Carly and Carly then threatens his sister and and his nephews. And then yep, that Captain's escalates into more, um, more physical confrontation between the two groups and uh, during the process most of the serum that Carly's group has managed to steal away from the power broker is destroyed but Captain America finds one of the vials of serum and the question that he he offers up to his, his partner Battlestar is if you had the opportunity would you take the Super Soldier serum? And of course, Battlestar. Yeah. Battlestar was immediately say, "Heck yeah, it would you know how many lives we could save if we if we were uh, had that capability?" You know, back in Afghanistan. And this convinces Captain America to secretly take the vial for himself, because uh, in another portion of the episode, he gets his butt whooped by. Uh, What's the what's the group name for the Wakanda? The Wakanda
0: Fighters, but I don't oh, remember their name. Yeah, the yeah, the, the he
1: And he was like, they weren't even super soldiers, and they, they kicked my butt. So he takes the vow, and at the end of the episode, in the battle that kind of is raging in the, uh, an abandoned building between Sam, Bucky, Carly, her crew, uh, Battlestar comes in. He gets captured, and... He breaks out of it eventually, but he goes and he he intercedes in a fight between Captain America and another guy. And Carly ends up kicking him into a stone pillar and, from what we can tell, killing him. And at that point, Captain America gets just enraged and chases down her second-in-command and brutally kills him in the street with his shield, the symbol of the whole show, kills him in the street in front of hundreds of onlookers who, of course, are naturally filming him via live stream on their cell phones for the whole world Mm -hmm. to see. So that's how the episode ends.
0: So one of my big takeaways, and I texted you guys this, uh, Tony, last week we had talked about why is Lamar Hoskins – you know, Battlestar, why is he even here? He's got no, he's got no powers. He's, oh yeah, he's a special forces guy, but he's got no business, you know, playing with these, with these types, right? Uh, He's just not at their level. He doesn't have the vibranium shield. He's not a super soldier, none of that. And I thought he was going to become a super soldier. Well, what we learned is that his purpose was to be the voice of reason uh, to John Walker, Captain America. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Because
0: John Walker, that's his best friend, uh, he had full trust in him, and you saw it real early. When uh, Sam was talking to Carly to try to like talk her down and be like, hey, I'm on, the, I'm on your side. I agree with you, but you're not going about it the right way. Um, John Walker, Captain America, super anxious, waiting outside. He, was said, he said he'd give him 10 minutes and he's trying to rush in right away. And Sam was like, uh, not Sam, uh, Lamar, was like hey just give him a little bit more time you know and he immediately like he was getting all geared up and he immediately brought him back um but you could see already that uh john walker captain america still a hothead because he still ends up rushing in early but you saw right there that's why he's there because he trusts him completely and he's going to keep him in line at least to an extent and later uh, he asked about if you could would you take that serum and Lamar's like, absolutely, of course I would. And Captain America, who completely trusts um, Lamar, goes for it. And when you watch the only voice of reason that John Walker, Captain America has, die, you know, he completely loses it. He is completely off the rails, and I imagine he stays this way, but now is a super soldier. Uh, I, I feel... This episode was so good, and I thought the last one was really bad. But they did so much to give context to things that we had seen in the previous episode uh, that I, I, I'm very excited for what's going to happen at this point. Um, but it sucks that you lose uh, Lamar's character so early uh, because you see that he did have a lot of value. And it's just as soon as you realize the value he brings – He's gone. And you lose all of it, you know, to this new devastating, you know, right. Captain Super Soldier.
1: Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm sorry. Um, I'm wishing that, now that we know what we kind of know um, with his fate, that they actually had spent more time with his character in the previous episodes. Absolutely.
0: I mean. Be- developed him better. Yeah. Yes, if they had developed him better,
1: it would have been so much more impactful. It was impactful. But it would have been so much more impactful uh, for the audience. If we're not spending it, the whole
0: time like, why is this guy even around, you know, is is how they're presenting him to us. That's literally what we talked about last week. Uh, and then you see you all – you know, it's all at once. You see, oh, this guy's really important. This guy's, you know, a really important character to, to this duo, this team that Captain America has got himself on.
1: Yeah. Boom. I think Dead. an important conversation important is conversation. when – uh, Lamar and and John Walker are they're just kind of hanging out, you know, and talking about the possibilities of if they had the serum or whatever. You know, th- they were talking about. Well, it emphasizes what you naturally are, right? If you're yes. a good person, oh, you're going to be yeah. even more a more good, good person. Good, you're going to be brave. Pull, yeah. You're brave. You're, and like I, it's such a that was a callback to the original um, Captain America yeah, movie. original Captain America, yeah. Um, and John Walker just doesn't understand who he is. <laughs> he doesn't know who he is himself. I mean, so <laughs> it comes out, you know, at the end of the episode, he's a basically out of control. Yeah. So- He's gonna be. He's a, a hothead. He's a, he's even at least maybe you could reason with Carly. Now I'm not a big fan of her character. The whole idea of you know you're upset because half the you, half half the population of the universe is killed, so you get to move into the you know jobs and homes or whatever those people that are gone. And, oh wait, they're they're back, so now you gotta leave. I mean, yeah, that sucks for you, but. Does it suck so bad that you're going to go kill people over it? I mean I'm not I'm not following that whole motivation with them. I mean it seems like it's you know pretty weak, but and I don't understand Can Sam saying something? he understands.
0: Well, that. he's he's a trained counselor. He's <laughs> yeah. he his whole thing is that he is winning her over the best way to a, a successful conclusion of a conversation is to convince the person that you have the same goal, right? And that's what he's doing. Right. Um, but I also think that he's, he was one that has, you know, he, he's come back and his world is different in a lot of ways. And I think that's the thing to consider too, is that we live in a, you know, you know cushy world where half of the population didn't get snapped out of existence for five years. Uh, you know, so that's a, it's a different timeline they're in. Um, but kind of to our points earlier about, you know, characters that look like us, I, I think it was such good casting for Carly because I, I, I think she's mixed race, you know, and then, like, her voice is, you know, she, she's just kind of a, like an every person, you know. Like, I think that was very intentional that that is the person that was chose to lead because she could be anyone, um, and that was something that I thought, Yesterday, or one of these days, we were talking about it, Um and it's just uh, the casting of her specifically is she anyone you know any one of us could be her, maybe not thinking and believing the same way she does, uh, but I thought that she was a person who really could represent most of you know the population
1: or half of it <laughs> yeah, in, the, in that universe. More,
0: maybe that's a much way to better way to say it, right? Yeah. But, yeah, it's interesting. The whole calling yourself a Flag Smashers. Her calling uh, Sam's sister, man, that was so messed up. It was such a dark thing to do. And then as soon as Sam gets there, and he's noticeably upset and very uh, understandably upset with her, she's like, how do you like, how do you not understand that I would never do anything, Sam? Like, Sam, obviously I wouldn't do anything. I don't know it was a weird interaction like <laughs> he's just supposed to know that you a murderous terrorist aren't going to do anything to he his sister and his nephews people that when you, you tied just told up and left in a building
1: would... you murdered them and caught blood
0: Yeah <laughs> right but she seemed really offended that he didn't know that it was just whatever like a move I don't know it was that was that was a very interesting part of it for me
1: well, I mean, they, her movement, her belief is that, you know, anything is necessary for the objective, right? It's like we're willing to go as far as it, it needs to go.
0: Can I just say something that really bothered me? Probably for no reason. I don't know if I was still just ready to be upset at everything from the previous episode. But this dude, uh, Bucky, is speaking in Wakandan, and he uses an idiom. It's like a local uh, local colloquialism, as far as I know, where he says he's a means to an end when he's talking about Zebo or whatever his name is. He's a means to an end, and they use that phrase several times in different languages. He's a means to an end. Does that phrase mean anything in these languages? Why did that bother me so much? I was just – was so – I was like, Maybe what it is going on? I don't know. I don't know. It was like, it was like, man, I must have been really cranky the previous week that something like that is gonna jump out and bug me about this.
2: Well, I think that the last episode was like a definitely like an eye opener for like a lot of characters, you know, in a sense because yeah. even like Bucky, you know, Bucky, he's the Winter Soldier killer, you know, breaks somebody off, but then like the girl hits him with like two moves and his arm comes off and his whole prior drops with his arm and, you know, Sam's like, yo, did you know they could do that? He was like, no. Like, <laughs> like yeah. She straight I Bruce go. lead him. Yeah. Man, straight, yeah, because, like, she hit him in the chest, they kick, kick, and his arm just, Jew! like, yeah. oh. But it's funny because every weapon that they're using as far as, um you know, uh, i not Sam but Sam might be too, but I know for sure um Winter Soldier and Captain America, the weapons came from Wakanda.
0: Yeah, that, so their spears are of, also vibranium, I'm sure, right? Yeah. Correct,
2: yes, yes. Their spears are also vibranium, yeah. Because I remember, you know, during the movie, like, they're in their weapons, they're in their clothes. I'm like, that's crazy. Like, good luck with that. <laughs>
1: you know what? Yeah, that um, was a real
0: important part of it. Go ahead, Tony. What's
1: kind of funny is, like, you know, we keep talking about, you know, we were talking about what Battlestar. He doesn't have any superpowers or anything like that. I mean, you think about it, what powers does Sam have? He has some cool gadgets,
0: but... Well, he, yeah, but so does Batman, yeah. right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, see, yeah, it, yeah but without that's those that's gadgets, the he
1: gadgets. doesn't have... He's, he walks into that meeting with with none of those gadgets.
0: He's just... With Carly, yeah, yeah. but that was very important to build trust.
2: Right, right. Yeah, because, I mean, like, um... Yeah, because if he, if he definitely would have came in the meeting dressed as a uh, Falcon, you know, she'd have been like, okay like all right but you up, remember
0: yeah. when she's doing the eulogy and the face and the reaction she has when she sees Sam like in the uh-huh. in the rafters or whatever that was like right. pretty pretty powerful like it, it what what was that emotion she was showing us like she was freaked out a little bit like it, it, i don't i didn't quite get it why he, she would have such a, such a impression. impression is that He's not gonna come and kick her butt, and all these kids, or whatever. Like, because she, she's a super soldier, right? Like, right. Where was that? Was that an emotional thing? Where I don't know. I, I haven't gotten to the bottom of it.
2: Yeah, because I know. It, I don't know if she was looking around for an escape group, or she was looking around like for the rest of the, you know, like super soldiers. You know, like. No, no. he like I said, that was definitely, okay. uh, definitely yeah, a definitely a <clears throat>
0: yeah it was it was it was just weird like their only interaction right is when they basically whooped up on them like carly and the skull skull smashers or or flag smashers kick their butts man and then she sees this one guy of these you know group that they had no issues with in a confrontation and she has that reaction i don't know if Has it been said in other parts that she's like familiar with him as an Avenger or something, uh, or knows his story? I don't. I don't know. Everybody recognizes him. Like, yeah, that's true. Except
1: for Bucky, like nobody knows Bucky is an Avenger, kinda. But everybody recognizes him. Uh, I don't know. I think it's probably more a reaction of like, who else? Maybe she was feeling
0: vulnerable. Who else is with you? Like.
1: You know, my, my, like I was kind of thinking myself, I'm like, it's kind of weird to me that like Captain America and Lamar are kind of here by themselves. Like they've been tracking Sam and Bucky, but where is the support? We're talking about international terrorists, potential super Mm. soldiers, no government, no local government, the United States government, they, they don't send the FBI or there's no international the police fbi peers, is uh, FBI local is military local police issues, Tony. Uh,
0: <laughs> cia handles <laughs> we'll international we'll there we'll deals. send captain I mean, america
1: and lamar, we'll lamar. To, they'll take so care of it right? right. even though they're not super soldiers <laughs>
0: but we've but we've talked about this too is that he is connected right he's plugged in he's been in the military all this time he's got all these uh, you know accolades whatever and then uh, You know, he was able to get Bucky's court-ordered, whatever, uh, therapy to end, you know, just like that, snap of a finger. Um, And then he's doing all this solo. So is it – is that he's been going rogue this whole time? Where, like, there's there's some chance for development there to explain this because, you know, it definitely is weird that he's not – more resources aren't being, you know – Right, Shown.
1: my only—I mean, I don't want really to call it a concern—but the show is supposed to be about Sam and Bucky, and it feels more like it's more about Captain America, uh, the new one.
0: Yeah, that's actually true. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah,
1: I'm like, are they just—are they just carrying the story for Captain America, the new one? Well, or, no, or Carly. Dude, like,
0: it Sam, feels like uh, Sam gets the shield. Right, Sam's I, gonna get the shield. That's he's what gonna this get is. The show, this is him. Yeah, this is how he gets the shield. This is what he goes through to do it, is what I think uh, the show is.
1: I don't know. I just, it, it feels like they're the vehicle to carry some sort of story forward, but the show itself, even though it's titled after them, I fear like the story now, because now when we go to episode five, and there's only six episodes, right? Is like the response yeah. to Captain America and what he did. Are we going to get a whole episode talking about that? that's a good point man that's a
0: very good point
1: i mean how do we get the story back to sam and bucky i'm like because now the story is one about captain america two about what happened to zemo you know three who's the power broker it feels like it's an introduction to characters that are going to be appearing in future shows and that sam and bucky are just here to be kind of like our chauffeur through the whole thing like their story seems pretty insightful
0: yeah that's a really uh very excellent point that i hadn't cared as much about this show you know before this episode which i thought was great um you know i was just kind of along for the ride with them because it wasn't really doing much for me so uh, but that's a, definitely a good point is that this is they are the title characters and they are absolutely just along for the ride on this
1: who knows they probably surprise us with a fifth episode and Come
0: so <laughs> Here's what's gonna happen. Yeah, is it gonna be another down episode, and then you know the the, the end is gonna be great? They probably had a ton of rewrites, re edits, and stuff on this thing. That's probably why it wasn't the first one, because uh, they were still trying to figure out what the, what you know what kind of story they were trying to tell. I bet. Or they're like, well, we already put out all the releases. It's gonna be the Falcon of the Winter Soldier. We can't change it to Captain America. You know, like
1: <laughs>
0: rewrite it. <laughs> the big character that we haven't been introduced to. Directly yet is the power broker, right?
2: Right. right.
0: I'll bet a $100 that it's someone that we have, like, someone completely uninteresting. Because <laughs> they keep building up these character introductions in all these, you know, like in WandaVision, all these things. And, like, let's go talk to this guy, you know, what was it, Isaiah? Right. Who was, like, an important character, but we. No idea who he is. It's well, just another person that's introduced along the way, right? Didn't,
1: like we didn't get that this episode. Because
0: it's gonna be the power broker we're done, next episode. Yeah,
1: the only character that's unrevealed at this point now is probably the power broker.
0: Yeah, that's what's gonna happen. Oh, but the, but Isaiah was not even an unrevealed character. It was just a you know, it was just part of that progression of that episode. It was out of nowhere. Well, we need this guy. Who are we gonna go? Oh, yeah, you know, never mind. It's a big super important secret and someone we don't know. Important to the story not not important to the marvel universe right which is what we all are kind of expecting when it comes to these reveals of who these people are
1: all right awesome i can't wait till next week all right guys that concludes uh this week's episode of good to game radio we hope that you enjoyed the show don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcasting app itunes spotify stitcher be sure to hit that follow button that way you'll be notified of every new episode that drops And be sure to check out our next week's episode, as, again, we talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Episode 5, and Clint's homework. Star Wars. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. Have a great evening.
2: Later, dudes. Laters.